0: Welcome to the Authentic Church Podcast with Jeff and Fawn Peterson in Orange County, California, where our mission is simply to love God, love people, and live authentic. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com. Thank you for listening. Proverbs eleven twenty four 24 through 25 says the world of the generous gets larger and larger. And the early church had three fundamentals after joining the church. They would serve... Uh, they would give. They were crazy generous, the New Testament church, if you read what they did. Some of them gave houses and everything, and they just brought it together. And it was kind of like com- communal living at its best. And uh, and then they would go. And as they went, signs and miracles and wonders followed them as they went. And last week, we had these miracle cards that we passed out uh, where we heard about all the different miracles. We wrote down, and it's out of Psalms uh, 66 verse 5, it says, Everyone will say, come and see the incredible things that God has done. It will tra- take your breath away. He multiplies miracles for his people. And God's been doing that in the life of Authentic Church since we launched just over a year ago. And, uh, and so we got to hear some of the miracles. We got to hear some of the testimonies of people being uh, set free. Uh, people that were dealing with anxiety, depression, totally delivered. Uh, families that were torn apart. Uh, They didn't know if mom and dad were going to stay together, and they saw families come back together. Uh, There was people that were physically healed in their bodies. Um, and even through this time we have some people that are battling some stuff there's a woman in our congregation uh, she is in the process in Jesus name of being healed completely of cancer and uh, she's she was going through chemotherapy and there was a group of us that was here praying and we were praying and praying over her and she said that that night that was the best therapy that she had she didn't have any of the crazy side effects that she normally has and God is answering prayer so we're continuing to believe for that but if at any time um during any one of these weekends where you want to write something down is kind of a memorial stone. Like, I want to remember what God did in my life. You just go ahead and write it down on this card. And we have uh, little clips on both sides of the stage here. And you can just go ahead and place that up there as a memorial to you. You can put your name on it or not put your name on it. Most people remain anonymous. But if you really want to etch it, you can go for that. Uh, and uh, we're so blessed by you in your generosity because your generosity is making way for what we do here at Authentic Church and is really, uh, really seeing lives be changed. So uh, I'm grateful for you. Uh, I want to thank you for your generosity, for your being faithful in your tithes and in your offerings as a church. Um, We're blown away, honestly blown away uh, by what God has done, is doing And trusting he's going to continue to do it. If you would like to give into Authentic Church at any time, um, we don't pass the proverbial buckets here. uh, But we do have three ways that you can give. You can give online uh, or via text, my favorite. um, Or you can uh, give the old-fashioned way uh, via the envelope there in your seat. And then there's some offering uh, boxes uh, there in the back that you can drop. And I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll jump into the message today. God, thank you so much. Thank you for providing for us. God, thank you as people are bringing their tithes and their offerings to you, Lord. God, thank you for the generosity in this house. And Lord, that you take that, you bless that. And Lord, I'm praying for those that are in need financially, students, uh, individuals, singles, families that are in need financially, wondering how they're gonna make it, how they're gonna pay the bills. Lord, I thank you that you're the way maker. God, that you're the provider. And if you've brought them here, you're not, you didn't bring this, them this far to just leave them high and dry. And so, Lord, we call in and believe for that provision for them. God, that every need would be met in Jesus' name. And anything above and beyond that, God, we're grateful and we're so thankful that that can spill out, that blessing can spill out. And just like that scripture says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. God, that you would enlarge our ability and capacity to be a blessing to those around us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, we're going to launch into a new series today. Thank you, babe. Uh, If you have your Bibles, we're going to launch into a new series today. Uh, We're going to be looking at John uh, chapter 10. While you're turning there, um, the title of this series is Frequency, Tuning In to God's Voice. Tuning in to God's Voice. Uh, I think for every generation, every generation needs to hear God. I think in the day and age that we live in, I don't know you'll be able to make it if you don't learn to hear from God. And I want to kind of demystify a little bit of the aspect of hearing God over the course of this series uh, because hearing God is one of the most natural and beautiful things that we have as Christians. And so um, I brought up here as an uh, just as a... Uh, kind of a, a reminder for us today. These awesome noise-canceling headphones. Anybody have any pair of these? These are one of the like coolest inventions ever. I remember when these came out. Uh, Bose put them out now at Beats, and everybody's got these noise-canceling headphones. But no matter what's going on in your world, you can throw these on, and it just kills the noise. And for me, I like uh, I like a quiet house. Um, I, I like having I, I like having fun with my kids and being rambunctious and all that kind of jazz. But in the morning times, I, I'm, I'm kind of, the older I get, the more I feel like I need a little bit more runway to get ready to, for my day. So please don't ask me any questions until Daddy has a cup of coffee or two or five, right? And so I, 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 have a, I have my chair. Anybody have a chair? I have my chair that I sit in, and everybody knows in the house, don't sit in that chair. That's Dad's chair. Not even the dog can sit on the ottoman. That's Dad's chair, right? And so, uh, so, so I'll I'll go and get my cup of coffee and sit down, and and usually I don't have these far from me, because at some point after 7 a.m. the children awake, and they and, and when my kids get up a few of them I won't name names but a couple of them when they wake up it's like they're shot out of a cannon baby like they just you know. Like, you know, I don't know if any of you remember Jolt Cola in the 80s, but, man, you popped a Jolt Cola, it was like rock star energy drinks, bang energy drinks before there was energy drinks, right? And so my kids wake up, and they're just like, man, they're ready to go. And it's like, but I still need it kind of quiet, you know. So I'll just throw on these noise-canceling headphones and maintain that level of peace. Well, hearing the voice of God, spending time in his presence, will help you to put on your noise-canceling headphones To kill the noise in this world, to give you the peace that you need to navigate the times that we live in. And outside of the presence of God, there is not peace. There's forms, peace is not the absence of war, okay? Peace is the presence of Jesus, okay? Peace is a person, He's the Prince of Peace, right? And so, tuning into God's voice, my goal in this. Uh, series is that we all begin to encounter God at a deeper level even if you've been walking with God for 20 30 years and you're like I hear God I'm praying that you're going to even hear him more and in in not not in terms of like an instruction manual for everything you did you brush your teeth today did you make your bed today because that's as you mature and we'll get into that that's not that's not God's not just wanting to feed you a bunch of instructions And he doesn't want to just sit back and let you recite all of your prayers in your morning meeting with him, right? He wants to have that relationship with you. So wherever you're at in your journey with God, my hope, my heartbeat is that as I share, there's going to be some things that burn inside of you. We're going to be like, man, I really, I can't wait to spend time with God. I can't wait to hear his voice. I remember when my wife got saved years ago, she was a name on a prayer card, like the Hope California prayer cards that we're praying through. She was a name on a prayer card. I had never met her. Uh, She just had a really unique, interesting name, and we were all praying over all these people that we were believing for to get saved. Her roommate... Um, was attending our church. I was the youth pastor at that time. And we were praying and we were getting together and praying over all these names. My buddy Justin, who is playing the keys today, he was part of that crew. We would do these prayer and worship nights that would go all night long. Like, it was bananas. And, And so we would go all night long and praying for people. And you wouldn't believe what happened. People got saved. Is amazing when you pray, stuff happens. And so I remember praying and Fawn coming to Jesus, and she walked in the door, and I was like, "Thank you, Lord, save her for me, please." And so Fawn, I kid you not, I can still remember what she was wearing the day that she walked into church. <laughs> and she happened <laughs> creepy. <laughs> hey, I got the mic, woman. <laughs> she said creepy. For those he didn't, hear. <laughs> creepy. And the first time she came, she didn't even come to come to church. She just came to grab her keys and walked out. But I was like, ha oh. ha. I'm kidding. I was wowed. I was wowed. I was like, oh Jesus, please. Oh. And then she introduced herself and I'm like, I didn't say it, but in my mind, I'm like, You're fun? <laughs> I'm up my prayer game. <laughs> you know? You're coming to Jesus, baby. And she did. Best disciple ever. But I remember Fawn, uh, when Fawn got saved, uh, we were just friends getting to know each other for a number of months. But by the way, uh, if you're going to date somebody, it's always good advice. Hear me, single people, it's always good advice. Just be friends with them for a season. Just get to know them. Just hang out. Don't go deep romantic right away. Don't sit down on the couch and show your, like, baby pictures and talk about forever with them. That You're going to freak them out, okay? Just get to know them. Just hang out. Get them around your family. Just go on, do fun things. Hang out. And so uh, I remember Fawn and I were just buddies. We are just friends getting to know each other. And she would like go have a date with Jesus, you know. And she would just go have these times where she would just go on like a prayer walk. And, and she would go away for two hours. And then she would, you know, we'd be having dinner with a group of people. And she'd be sharing what Jesus spoke to her. And there's such beauty and simplicity of just spending time with Jesus. Like, I want to be like the disciples. They said, man, they're not really learned people. They're not really skilled in the scriptures. But, man, they spent time with Jesus, right? Knowledge puffs up. Love builds up. And I want to be one that builds people up. in the presence of God, when you get in his presence and you send his love, man, he just fills you up. So, um, frequency. So, we, we want to dive into that. What does it mean? I want to demystify some of it because everybody can hear God. Everybody, if you're a believer, you can hear God. And I'm believing you will hear God. If you're like, I've never heard God before, I don't think I've ever felt the presence of God in such a way where I actually heard Him speak to me. I'm telling you, during this series, I really believe you're going to. And it's going to change your life, it's going to encourage your faith. So, the, what is the main difference? A question I have for us today pop quiz. What is the main difference between a believer and a non believer? What's the main difference? I'll tell you what the main difference is. The believer has a relationship with Jesus. The non-believer, Jesus still exists. They just don't don't have the revelation of that. So the believer has a personal relationship with Jesus. So when you have a personal relationship, you gain access to different things that somebody that doesn't have a relationship has access to. So a believer and a non-believer, let's say they're going for a job interview. Let's use that as an example. So believer... There's a job that they saw posted on LinkedIn. They're applying, they're going after it. And then there's the non believer. Are they gonna approach that job interview the same way? No. The non-believer is going to do their due diligence, they're going to do a profile, they're going to do some research, which by the way, if, you, if you're if you looking for a job and you don't do that, <laughs> that's a pro tip for you, make sure you look into the company before you sit down in the seat and try to get an interview with them and you know nothing about them, it's the biggest turnoff when somebody's hiring, I'm speaking from authority, okay, this has happened, okay, and so uh, so the non-believer, they're going to do their due diligence, they're going to look up some articles, maybe, maybe they're going to do a little search on LinkedIn and find out who's what and where in the company, they're going to have a good idea, idea of the task the job description at hand the believer is going to be applying for that same job what's the believer's approach going to be they're going to also do their due diligence they're going to spend some time looking doing research etc but the other thing that the believer is going to do is they're going to pray and they're going to seek the will of God you don't want to make decisions just on what you see you want to make decisions based on the spirit of God because God knows if that company is even going to be around next year God knows if that company is going to move the headquarters to. Fairbanks, Alaska, or New York, or wherever, some other god-forsaken place. Yeah, God guy other than Orange County, right? God knows what's going to happen. So, as a believer, when we approach different little things like that in our life, if you can, if you can learn to lean in and tap into the presence of God, man, the peace that comes upon you, and also when you don't have that peace, you'll know that's not God because He's going to lead you in His peace. A statement that I heard from a pastor in my life. He said, "Hearing God is not something you do; it's someone you are." Remember the first time he said that, I'm kind of like, hmm, and I, you know, cross my you know shoulders in my mind, and I'm like, I'm not tracking with you, Pastor. Right? If you're a God here, that means you're communicating with God, and because of Jesus, you're hearing from Him. It's in, it's inside of you. It's not just something you do; it's who you are. So we're going to draw out some things in scriptures. Uh, during this series, I'm going to give you today's goal is just to lay a solid foundation. They got can, he is, and he will speak to us as his children. You know, and, and w- when you spend time as we read some of the scriptures, we're going to be pulling stuff out. There's there's contextual meaning um, that you have to grab. There's historical mean. When you draw stuff out, that's that's where you get the fancy uh, word uh, exegesis. So when you w- when when when, when we're pulling out, we're drawing out, we're, exegesis means to draw out the meaning of something. So there's, there's the contextual exegesis where we're drawing out the context. There's, there's historical exegesis where we're drawing out the, the history. There's the literal exegesis. There's the revelation exegesis where you're saying, Holy Spirit, what are you wanting to speak to me? That's where you read the logos to get the rhema. So you read the logos... The written word of God until you get the rhema, which is the spoken word of God. So John chapter 10, verse 1, kicks off with this. So very truly, I tell you Pharisees, this is Jesus talking and he's he's sharing and he's showing how he is the shepherd and how Satan is the robber. Okay, He says, I tell you Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep gate, or enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, they're a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, then he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. God wants you to know his voice. He wants you to hear his voice above the noise. He wants you to be able to get into his presence with your noise-canceling headphones. And when you get into his presence, you're gonna hear his voice. John chapter 10, verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. Jesus is talking. He says, I'm the shepherd. I'm a good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. John 10, verse 16, and other sheep I have... Which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. By the way, that's speaking to those of us Gentiles that are not born Jewish, like my brother Chem that's in the background there. Um, it's for us. That it, Jesus, he said, I'm not, I, I didn't just come for the Jewish people. I came for everybody, and everybody can hear my voice. John 10, 27, he said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Notice it says, hear my voice, not sense and impression. Hear my voice. So a couple simple questions for you. I just want you to think about this. Is Jesus the shepherd? Yes. Are you following him? Hopefully the answer also is yes. If he's the shepherd, you're following him, then what does that make you? The sheep, right? Okay. And what does he say about the sheep? The sheep will? Plain and simple, right? He's the shepherd. We're the sheep. Bye. (laughs) That's a real popular word right now. And we hear his voice. It's a promise that he gives to us. So four things on hearing God that I just, and again, we're just laying a foundation today, okay? I just want to lay a foundation with you. I want to strengthen and encourage you that you can and you will hear the voice of God. So we've already determined based on what Jesus said, okay, it's written in red. He said, my sheep hear my voice, so if we're following him, he's the shepherd, we're the sheep, our, as, as sheep, we will hear the voice of God. Four things on hearing God. Number one, you got to know that God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to you. We don't have it on the screen, but I'm going to share a couple scriptures here. Hebrews chapter 11, 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When you seek after God, if you really desire to hear his voice, I'm telling you, you're going to hear him. James 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's a promise, okay? And it's not, it's not for some far off place. It's not for some far off time. That's for here and now for everybody that is a believer. So number one, God wants to speak to you. Number two, um, I, I would encourage you to think this thought. Hearing God is actually innate. Uh, meaning it's it's hardwired into you, okay? You serve a hearing and speaking God. You were created in his image. If he's a hearing and speaking God and he created you to hear his voice, then that means that you're going to hear and you're going to speak and have communication with God. It's hardwired into you. Why would God create you with the ability to communicate if he didn't want to communicate? That would be foolish. That would be mean, right? I'm going to make you with the ability to speak, but you can't talk, right? (laughs) I'm going to make you with the ability to hear, but I'm going to put these noise-canceling headphones on you. You're not going to hear anything. No, he wants you to hear his voice, right? He wants to speak. He wants to have community with you. So number one, God wants you to hear his voice. Number two, Hearing God is innate. It's hardwired into you. The only reason that you hear and speak is because you were created in the image of a hearing-speaking God. And number three, hearing God is also learned. Well, how, what, what does that mean? You just said I was born with it, but then I got to learn it. What does that mean? Yeah, well, my, my kids were born with the ability to communicate with that. all right? Every child was. But... There was an aspect where they had to learn. So, as a good dad, I came down to their level and I spoke where they're at, but I always tried to bring them a little bit higher in their level of communication. So, it's innate, it's inside of you. You are born with it, you're hardwired with the ability to hear and communicate with God. But it's also something that you learn and you grow and you develop just as kids, all of us were once kids, we learned and we grew in our communication. And if you're married, that journey will never stop for you and your spouse, okay? (laughs) You're going to always have to work on learning to communicate even better. So hearing God, it is learned. And number four, hearing God is matured. It is matured. Do children need to mature in their communication skills? Yes, obviously, right? When when uh, kids are, are young and they're playing together and somebody takes something that they don't like, um, if you were a bigger kid, kind of like I was when I was little, and somebody took something and I didn't like it, I would just take it back and hit them over the head with it. you know? Like, okay, that's not good communication. Okay, that's, that's something that if you want to not be doing prison ministry from the inside, you should probably work on that aspect of your life, okay? And so you'd have to learn how to communicate in a way that goes back and forth. Communication is something that we grow in, we mature in. Um, And kids, you know, they're so funny, they'll say things. I, I find it like kids and then really, really old people, like there's no filter, right? Like they just say whatever comes to their mind and they don't even care anymore. They don't care when they're a kid. If you tell a kid a surprise, that kid's going to blow your surprise, right? I remember one time my, my grandma, when she, she's passed away to be with Jesus years ago, uh, but when she was older, we'd go visit her and we'd get her out of the, the the convalescent home where she was at, and we'd take her, and she she would always want to, like, go get ice cream. I don't know where she got cash, but she always had cash on her, and so we'd take grandma out, and we took her down to Baskin-Robbins, and, and, and at some point in life, I don't know if she just didn't care or if she just didn't realize the filter was gone, but, uh, you know, we're sitting there in Baskin-Robbins, and we're literally, like, right here at the glass looking, and she leans over to us kids, and she's like, now, you guys can only have one or two scoops because you don't want to be fat like this person here over here. I'm like, Grandma, you know, ah, you know, we're all nervous, you know, and then you're trying to change the subject like, oh, yeah, the cat. You're trying to rhyme it. You're trying to, you know, trying to get all the attention off of what your grandma just said, you know what I mean? So, like, goodness gracious, Grandma, no filter, you know. Surprises, kids. So there's a maturity that we will have in our communication. I don't know how that really fit into the message. That was kind of a rabbit trail, but it's not in my notes. I'm sure I'll hear that later. My mom and dad will probably like, son, I watched your service, okay? You need to get this right. This is how the story went. So hearing God has matured. Uh, There's a great theologian, his name's Dallas Willard. uh, I think he was born in St. Louis, Missouri, actually. But then he, he ended up uh, pastoring in Pasadena and went to be with Jesus a number of years ago. But uh, he's a great teacher. And there's something that was just so beautiful and simple about his faith. And as a deep thinker theologian, he had this really beautiful way at breaking stuff down and, and, and making it really easy to digest. And uh, he's, he's, uh, he's a teacher now. So if you look him up on YouTube or whatever okay, you're getting a teacher, okay, he's going to take time, he has a soft voice, okay, he's going to take time and unpack different things, and he'll talk for hours about deep things theologically, and some of you, you're wired that way, you're like, I'm in, what's the guy's name? Dallas Willard, okay, others of you are like, uh, no, can we stay in the shallow end of the pool, please, <laughs> you know, so wherever you're at, but uh, I was uh, listening and, and reading some stuff from Dallas, and, and, and he had um, uh, some thoughts when it came to maturity, he had a He had a kind of a a write-up that he had done on maturing in spending time with God and hearing God's voice. And he had this to say. He said, uh, there's different spectrums. And an immature Christian, there's really three areas of their immaturity that he saw in all of his years in ministry. And he said that there was some that he called it a message a minute. A message a minute. And uh, the message a minute, people were like, they heard from God for everything, Right? Like everything's spiritual. Uh, the reason that they got that parking spot. I mean they, they, they only order pizza online because it's delivered, okay? And so like they're like they're overly spiritual people, okay? Some of you got that. Oh sorry. That's my son Rivers favorite joke, all right. But they're the overly spiritual people, and then everything, it's like everything's got deep meaning. Oh, man, I walked outside, and I, I found this crumb on the ground, and I just felt like God was saying, hey, don't forget the breadcrumbs in the scriptures. And so you're like, oh, that's good, you know? And they're like, yeah, you know, I was drinking uh, Coca-Cola, and I just felt like God said, I don't want you putting high fructose corn syrup in your body anymore. And it's like, bro, that's that's just that's just. That's just good for you. That's just good health. That's good diet, right? Um, you know, they say, yeah, I've been using too much salt on my food. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, okay. Then, then you should lighten up on the salt. That could be God, but, you know, sometimes the message a minute, people, and then to the rest of us, it goes like, man, I never hear God. <laughs> you know, like, like, wow, you hear God every moment of every day. I feel like such a less than Christian compared to you, right, you know? But that's, that's, there, there's an immaturity there. Let me, let me ask you this. For those of you that are adults, which I think most of us in this room are, there was a time in your life where your parents gave you instructions. They told you what time to wake up. They reminded you to brush your teeth. They told you to make your bed. They told you even what clothes to wear before you went out the door. But wasn't it a beautiful moment where you could just get dressed on your own and you could say, I don't care if anybody likes this shirt or not. I'm going to wear this shirt. I don't care if anybody likes these boots or not. I'm wearing these boots. I don't care if anybody likes my hair or not. I'm going to cut my hair or color my hair or do whatever I want, right? There was a time in your life, and didn't that feel good? It felt like free, right? There's a, there, there's a freedom with God where there are times where he's going to instruct you, make your bed, brush your teeth, blah, 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 right? There's going to be times where he will instruct you, but the goal is that as we grow and as we mature, that he's not just fetching out a bunch of instructions all day long. A lot of people go into their prayer time, and they're kind of like, all right, God, I got 10 minutes. Here we go. Bing. All right, good time, man. I had an awesome time with God, and I'm out, right? And God's like, don't you want to hear what's on my heart? But the immaturity isn't one that's looking to listen. They're just looking to be heard. Ever have a conversation with somebody where you're like, oh. You were just looking for a way to get a word in edgewise. And it's like they barely even took a breath. You're like, man, are you like the Australian didgeridoo players that just like, whoa, and you're breathing in and out the entire time that you're talking, and I can't even have a moment. Like, like ah, time out. Just give me a no breath, right? And, and it's like those people, you don't even want to answer their call, you know? Don't, we don't want to be like that with God, all right? In in maturity, in, in growing in our maturity, We want to have that ongoing dialogue. All right, so does God want to speak to us? Yes, he wants to speak to us. Is it a message a minute? I think when you have a relationship with God, it's kind of like he shows up and he's kind of like, what do you want to do today? God, I don't know what to do today. I don't know. And he'll lead you in some stuff. But then there's other times where he's just like, I just want to spend some time with you. Let's just spend some time together. The second immature area of hearing the voice of God is... uh, Dallas Willard called it the point and hope philosophy. It's the whole open the Bible, point, and then read it. That's a word from God. I know. And don't raise your hand if you've ever done that. I know. I know. Yes, we all have done that, right? And there's some times that really worked out. And then there's other times where it's like, you know, you're you're going through a difficult time in your business and you open the Bible and you do this and it's like, chapter 11 oh no (laughs) you know like that's a (laughs) wrong scripture that can't be God right The, the the whole the whole point and hope philosophy now can God do that yeah there's what, uh, 1,187 chapters in the Bible. There's you know, thousands of verses and scriptures. Could that happen? Can God direct it? Absolutely. Can he do that? Has he done stuff like that in, in my life? Yeah, absolutely. Have I been that guy? Yes, I've been that guy. I've done that before. I think we all have, right? That's why you all laughed at me. Thank you. And so we we've all kind of done that. But that's not how you lay a foundation for a solid prayer life. That's not how you have that ongoing relationship with God where he's speaking, he's leading, he's guiding you. Uh, and then the third area is, uh, of immaturity is the, just kind of the blasé attitude, kind of sire, Whatever will be, will be. Whatever I choose, that's God's will. Well, that's not really true. What we choose to do is not always God's will. That's why it's important to lean in. We are his sheep. The sheep had the ability to hear the shepherd. And by the way, it doesn't say my shepherds hear my voice. It says my sheep hear my voice. It's not always somebody with a microphone or somebody that's in a place of leadership in church or in your life that they're the only ones that can hear from God. No, no, no. We can all hear from God. There's power in that. There's power in you just hearing for God from God for yourself. He loves you. He's your shepherd. And he promised us that as his followers that we would hear his voice. So I'm going to have the worship team join me up front. Um, we're going to have a time of worship, and we're going to have a time of communion today. Uh, maybe you're sitting here and you're like, man, I, I haven't heard God's voice, or maybe it's been a while uh, since you've heard his voice. Uh, sometimes as you go through relationships that you have in life that you just stop picking up the phone, those people that were really close friends, the buddies, the dudes you hung out with and everything else, and you go a few years, and then when you pick up the phone for the first time, it's kind of like awkward. It's kind of like no time passes at all with some people, but then it's also kind of like time passes, like, oh, wow, you, you had kids? Like, oh, that's awesome. I didn't follow up on Facebook. We didn't. And so there's this kind of little bit, feels like you're grinding the gears as you're shifting through the conversation. And maybe you felt like that today. One of the most beautiful things that you can do is just tell God, hey, I just want to get back. I just want to get back to you. I want to get back to hearing you. And so we're going to take communion today. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 Uh, It says this, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, and we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Jesus said that we'll do this in remembrance of him. It's reminding us of who we are, and it's also reminding us of who he is. He's Lord, he's Savior, he's King of kings. But he's also your friend. He's also a good shepherd. And no matter what brought you here today, no matter where you're at with your relationship with God or where you're not at with your relationship with God, that can change in a moment. And all you do is just simply pray, Jesus, come into my heart. I've walked away from you. And I need your forgiveness. want to hear your voice. I pray you'd speak to me loud and clear. God, I just want to have a relationship with you again. God, would you rekindle that inside of me? And if that's you today, just pray that prayer over your life and then come and take communion. We take that, we're taking, taking that that cup and the bread and we're breaking the bread and we're remembering how Jesus paid the ultimate price and we're drinking the cup, we're remembering that his blood was shed for the forgiveness of your sins for healing in your body that there would be right relationship restored so God we just come before you today, God we thank you for your word Lord we want to hear your voice God we want to hear your voice loud and clear God we want to grow in our maturity we want to lean into you God We want to know you more. We want to experience you more. We want to experience the closeness of relationship with you, God. So, Lord, I pray that you would speak. We've gathered here today to hear you. So even as we take communion today, God, would you just speak to our spirits? Give us a word for the season, for the relationship, for the job, for the moment. Give us us instruction. But, God, more than anything, just We just want to hear your voice. We just want to have a relationship with you. I pray, God, that you would calm people that are battling anxiety, depression. God, that you would just dispel all of that and that your perfect peace would come in like a flood. God, that we'd be able to put on the noise-canceling headphones and hear your voice above the noise. We just come in your presence, God. Tell you we love you. We need you, God. Amen. So as Kara leads us in worship today, whenever you're ready, you can just come up and take the elements here. Um, I just really ask God, Lord, what are you speaking to me today? What are you speaking to me in this message? What do you want to speak to me? I'm, I'm here to listen. Just have a moment with God today. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at authenticoc.com.